Alright, episode 95 of Slam City Guys. Raymore here, Mr. Mech on this. Finally back. I know, finally back on this Weather breezy day. Weather doesn't even day. matter. Finally back. The fact that this guy has finally managed to pull himself together. Well, the thing is. There we go. The first time I didn't come was because, well, 2K came out and the servers were so awful that I played until like 4 or something last night. And then. I didn't come in because I was dead tired and stuff. So I was like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not gonna come in. Yeah, the servers were just horrible, and it's still bad right now. The glitches and stuff it was just bad because everybody's just so much on 2K that day. It was just really bad. So yeah, I didn't come that day. Then last week I got sick out of nowhere. I was like, I was gonna come in and stuff, and I got started getting sick on Thursday. I thought it would get better maybe by Friday, a little bit better, and then I didn't. So I just stayed at home trying to get better as much as I can. Yeah, so it was pretty much like bad luck basically the last two weeks. But I'm here today, and I know a lot of things have happened in the past couple of weeks in, in football and basketball and baseball too in some ways. I just read something that a Red Sox fan died yesterday for climbing on top of the train or something. After they just won the division to the Red Sox. I have no words. I just then they turned it. around and got stomped by the Yankees. Yeah. Like it's a, just like, like a stomping. <laughs> I saw that score. It's 10-1. I don't know. Yankees just got to get together and get healthy and play in the wild card and see that what happens. Just, that just shows you that, you know, they can do it. They could do it, but, you know, I wish they won the division. That's why they got home field advantage and stuff, but I guess they couldn't this year because the Red Sox are just in the way. But speaking of baseball, but let's talk about baseball a little bit later on because I do want to talk about that and then know about what's going to happen in the playoffs with the Yankees. Um, football. Now, the past couple of weeks have been interesting in football. The Colin Kaepernick commercial. I do want to talk about that because I feel like it's still playing right now. It was playing last night during the football game. When I saw a commercial, I'm just like, it's pretty inspiring, the commercial overall mm-hmm. with Nike. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they lost a little bit of their sales, but they also gained some of their sales back. They gained so, a lot of their sales back. So yeah. went up 85. They, their points on the stock market went up like 85% yeah. or something. So they, they kind of knew, I think, when they were going to lose something, they gained it back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I hope, though, that when people look at that commercial – that they see that Kaepernick, what he was saying, and all the other athletes and everything, that's, you know, it's, it's kind of, they kind of humanize it in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. You can relate to it about things, like you sacrifice this to gain this and that, you know? Um, it's, it's a great commercial. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Personally, I liked it a lot. Just yeah. like, it's, it's inspiring. I like inspiring things. I thought me. it went great. I think it, I think it really hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of people are now forced to, what I love about it is, what I've loved about this entire situation since it started, because I still haven't watched the football game since this whole thing started up. What I love about it is the fact that people have to pick a side. People have to pick a side. And the fact that Nike jumped in and legitimized Colin Kaepernick to an extent, they understand that he is sacrificing a bunch of things and they're saying so. And people are seeing it in a way where now it's like they can't avoid it because Nike is saying so. And a lot of folks have to deal with the fact that they're on the wrong side of this issue. You keep making it about the vets, and it's not. And I don't, I don't even know how anybody still holds that narrative when it was a vet that told them to kneel in the first place. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't. And veterans don't fight to defend the flag; they fight to defend the Constitution. It's not about that's. You don't swear an oath to the flag. You swear an oath to the Constitution of the United States. That's what you're fighting for. So. Uh, I don't understand how it's all this about an anthem and, and a flag coming out. First of all, it's, the flag's not supposed to be on the field. Yeah. It's not supposed to be on actually, the field. It's actually in the Constitution. You're not yeah, supposed you're to not put sp- the flag out like, like out on the yeah, field like that. And yeah, they still to, do it. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that at all. So and then Kaepernick gets in trouble for putting a knee down, which is not even in the Constitution. No, right. There's nothing in the rule book that tells you that you can take a knee and it's bad for the for the country or anything. And I'm sick of hearing that uh, he he's doing this during the game. He's doing this during the game. You can't be doing this during the game. So do it on your own time. The game's not being played when he's taking. I know. It. Wait, the game's being played. Just take your knee. You know. You want know something interesting about the knee, though. No one says anything that Tim Tebow does. does, it he does every game. <laughs> every game. Every game yeah. he's ever played, he does a touchdown. He drops and takes a knee. Yeah. And prays. Like nobody cares about that at all. But Nobody without Kaepernick does it, say it but it's crazy. Callen does it, and all of a sudden he's disrespect. I guess maybe because when it's happening, 
But Tim is actually in the middle of the game. Yeah, like the game is actually being played when Tim does that. I don't think it's Tim Tebow. Like he's Christian and he's very religious and everything. But when Kaepernick does it, it's not even offensive. It's just if an army, if a soldier said that he should take a knee, right, just because you know what's happening around the country, why doesn't everybody just criticize the soldier for telling him to do that in the first because place? Because that that would be that would be unconstitutional, uh, unpatriotic. Oh my god. That would be unpatriotic. So either way, it's a lose-lose for him. But yeah, you see people like Josh Gordon getting like a couple chances, and now he's going to play with the Patriots now after all the drug addictions and everything. And I don't understand how he gets more second chances and Kaepernick doesn't even get it, or Eric Reed or any of that. Well, what's happening now is, from what I understand, is that I saw some headline that said he might sign to the Patriots or the Raiders. He's getting traded to the Patriots for a fifth-round pick because the Browns are being idiots right now. Who, Kaepernick? No, not Kaepernick. Um, Josh Gordon. No, I saw oh, that Kaepernick oh. might get signed to either the Patriots or the Raiders. I'm trying really? to figure out why I saw that. Yeah. Interesting. I'm trying to figure out why I saw that. Because... I, well, David Carr's not, Derek Carr's not playing well anyway for the Raiders right now. And Babe Brady's old, so you, could you know... You imagine, could you imagine... Could you imagine if Cap stepped in to the Raiders? I don't know they win, but... And, no, no, no. But with that, with that offensive line they have and with, with the weapons that they have... Could you imagine if Cap was the one thing that pulled it all together and they went to the Super Bowl? A John Groom would be the luckiest man in the world. Now. Could you imagine <laughs> how many people would be just want to kill themselves if Kaepernick won the Super? Just comes in middle of the season, flawless record, takes them all away, beats the Patriots, Super Bowl, or beats the Eagles, Crazy. all off of Kaepernick's arm. That big ass number seven, black and silver. Oh my God! And as, as, as uh, fanatical as the uh, Raiders nation is, they would like immortalize him. They wouldn't let anybody talk anything bad about him if he brought them a Super Bowl championship. Mm-hmm. That'd be ridiculous. That'd be crazy. That would be ridiculous. I, I got my fingers crossed. Now. <sighs> I think he might go to, you know, I don't think he's going to the Jaguars anymore because I think Blake Bortles has already proven enough that he can win with his mm-hmm. arm and stuff after that game against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he should go to the Bills, man. Listen, the Bills have been a disaster for the past two weeks, okay? You the first have week, it was so bad that somebody could retire at halftime. <laughs> See, when I heard it, I was laughing, but then, but people, of course, like critics, like Damian William, people, they were just getting upset because, you know, as a teammate, if you were playing and somebody just retire at halftime, I understand. But just from a like fan perspective, I heard, I'm like, the Bills are so bad, they made somebody retire at halftime. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Oh my goodness, man. Oh man, I, I think only I ever seen that in the NFL season where somebody retires at halftime. You know, man, I'm like, I'm calling it quits. Yeah, I can't do this anymore. Down really? 28 to six, they're like. No, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I'm, 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 done. I'm done. You guys, you guys take over from me. Like, it is so bad. I thought the Browns were bad. I thought maybe the Jets were bad in some ways too, but they've been like serviceable right now. But the what the Bills have been is embarrassing that they mm-hmm. that somebody retired. They they got blown out by Ravens week one, then they lost to the Chargers. It ain't gonna get easy for them. I mean, it's just gonna get worse and worse. And they got no quarterback at all. I mean, Josh Allen's a project. I don't even think he's a starter in this league unless <laughs> he continues to work on his game and stuff like that. But this is why I wish Colin Kaepernick was with the Bills at least because at least you have a, a quarterback. You know, they, they they have no quarterback whatsoever. The Bills. Mm-hmm. It's it just can't. Believe. I don't. But I don't. <clears throat> I don't want Cap to go to like a losing team. You want to go to a winning team? Yeah, I want him to go somewhere. I think there's a better chance of him going to a losing team than a winning team. I want him to go someplace for a contender and just like carry them all the way. That's what that's what I'd like to see happen. You know, if he went to Tampa, it would have been a perfect spot. But you know, Fitzpatrick's been lining it up lately for the past couple of weeks too. There's plenty of places that could use him, man. Like, Do you believe that Fitzpatrick's board. lining it up though? Say like, it again. Fitzpatrick has nine touchdowns in total, and he has a QBR of one fifty one point six or something like that. Yeah, and he's literally, that's a, that's the highest he ever had in his career, probably. And I'm like, my goodness, is Jameis Winston going to come back? Because I don't think he's going to come back at all. I, I, if I were the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I would just keep him in there, Fitzpatrick, until, yeah. until he falls off. Yeah. Like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change Like, him. he's destroying teams. Like, if you had him in fantasy football after week one, that's a smart thing to do. But if you didn't, I don't know. I think I'll pick him up. I'll pick him up right now for all we care. If you can get him. Like, that's just crazy that he, he, he like, literally had nine touches. And then Patrick Mahomes is another one, too. Mm-hmm. He's a rookie quarterback 
who signed for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I thought they were struggle. I was god wrong on that because I'm like they they look like they've been killing teams. They killed the Chargers. They killed the Steelers. He has ten touchdowns in first three starts as a quarterback. Like Patrick Mahomes could have been a pitcher too in MLB because of his father, but he wanted to still do football and it's paying off so far. Well, doing let's, hope he, let's hope he gets paid like they do in baseball. <sighs> well, that's the thing, too. They got to get paid because, you know, quarterbacks now are getting paid at a certain rate now. You know, people like Eli Manning, for instance, who continues to be the one that gets blamed for everything at this which, point in his which career. Which just kills me. Because I don't understand. Listen, week one, that was a pretty bad game. I mean, he was 23-37. He had, like, one interception. But the thing is, that line is still so bad, and they faced the Jaguars' defensive line. How many times did he line. get sacked? And they're coming from every side. Actually, for week one, he got sacked twice. So it wasn't that bad. But yeah, he. he the thing is, he was compared to how many people who didn't get sacked at all. Not a lot of problems. Exactly. But like, also, he facing the Jaguars, and that defensive front is just. How ridiculous. many times has uh, Tom Brady been sacked since the like any of the any of the top quarterbacks like? How many times any of them getting sacked? Meanwhile, Eli is still back here running for his life. Yeah. I mean, he just, he it was so bad for him in that Jaguars game that although Buck and Judy didn't even get a touchdown, he got a lot of receptions and yards. People were dropping passes everywhere. Ingram was pa- dropping and Shepard was dropping and Barkley barely did something until he did that touchdown, home run touchdown or whatever. Like, the Giants' offense is so bad that I feel bad for the defense again because they got to go out there on, on the field more time than the offense. They're only missing one thing is the offensive line. They cannot protect their quarterback. Cannot he does not have the time to make anything happen? I watch these other guys like just on the highlights. Whenever they're showing Sam Donaldson, uh, Eli, uh, uh, what's the dude from the Patriots? Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, even even oh god, even Aaron Rodgers, as good as he is. You watch the highlights. These guys have all day to make a play. Mm-hmm. All day. They can survey the field all day. All they got to do is fling their arm and get it down there. Even Baker Mayfield yeah. has so much time in the pocket to yes, figure it does. out. Now, it's not yeah. like he holds the ball. Don't get me wrong. No. But, but he's in no danger of getting sacked. Yesterday he has so much time. We'll talk about the Jets too, but he has so much time. Man. So he's in no danger of catching the sack. Like that's not even remotely a thing for him. Like not at all. He's n- no fear of somebody just running around. Meanwhile, Eli's just getting like, he, He's running for his life back there. He doesn't even see it coming. I know he's a statue quarterback, we get that, but we all know that he's not really a guy that likes to move around the pocket and make plays on his athleticism. He's not like that guy. And yet, the Cowboy game, the same thing. He had six, no, yeah, six sacks against the Cowboys. And I saw that game, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, he can't even, once he catches the ball, he's already sacked. Like, literally, yeah. he catches the ball, he gets, he gets sacked. Like, what are you supposed to do? Not like, get sacked. You know, it's like in Madden, like, when you get the ball and you know you're facing a great line, you get the ball, you're ready to get sacked. You can't even throw or anything. You try to, but you're like, oh, I get a fumble incomplete. Like, that's how bad it is. And I'm like... Six sacks in one game. And somehow, people are still finding a way to blame him for what's happening. And it's not his fault. Like, he literally has no time. How would you feel if you're a quarterback... And I think it's a mental thing at this point in, in, in right now because, like, how would you feel the quarterback mentally? You're thinking, like, oh, if I get the ball, I'm going to get sacked anyway. Yeah. Like, he's probably thinking in his head. Even he thinks if he has a clear path sometimes, clear pocket sometimes, he thinks, he's oh, I'm going to get sacked. He's looking over his shoulder yeah. for the guy that they let through. Yeah. Which, is, which he, you know, time is proven. If I got sacked six times in one game. Name me a meme out of that thing, too, where he's like, oh. One game. In an important game against, a, like, a, 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 a divisional rival. A divisional it's always rival. important in those games. And you let me. Get knocked on my back six times. Six times. I got to spend half the game getting up. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Half the game I spend on my behind getting up. It's just so bad because I'm like, yo, how can how can I make a play to a receiver to anybody? That's why I always got to throw to Odell by where Eli. I have to always throw to Odell. Mm-hmm. I always got to throw to and Barkley. you know they're covering him. Yeah, they're they covering him. I got to throw to Barkley. It's only ones because everybody else they either drop it or they don't catch it mm-hmm. or, or or it's like they go they go or they go beyond the pass and they don't, they don't even get close to the catch or the ball or anything like it's that bad for the Giants that that's why they're on two right now mm-hmm. and now they gotta go with Houston and they gotta face another tough defense again mm-hmm. and they gotta face Deshaun Washington defense and I don't know what's gonna happen but I'm gonna tell you this if they don't win this week 
I think their season's over. Like we zero three. I understand, but it's over if they don't win next week. They gotta. They, I mean, it's the same problem. I mean, this this week Sunday. Sorry. It's it's the yeah. same problem. It's, it's always the same. same problem. You can have a different coach. You can have a different manager. Whatever. It's the same problem. Nobody fixes the offensive line. If they haven't fixed the offensive line since twenty twelve. You put any, I challenge you to put any quarterback behind yeah, that Tom terrible Brady. offensive line and see what happens to you. I think Tom Brady would have an aneurysm if he was back there. If, if Tom Brady ever got sacked six times, he'd be on the sideline throwing empty Gatorade coolers at people. Yeah, no, he gets on this psycho Tom tantrum and stuff. I just think, though, like, really, like, they, they got to fix it, man. If they don't fix this, it's a problem. It really is. It's a problem now. Big time. I, I don't know what's got. You know, it's, it's the one thing for a quarterback in New York to have problems with this. It's another thing, the same thing with the rookie quarterback in Sam Darnold. Because the first week looked like after that first pick, it's like, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Just with this. And then he came back in the Lions game. He had two touchdowns. He had a fishing game. The defense, special teams, everything was working. And then he just destroyed the Lions. Mm-hmm. And he looked good, Darnold, on uh, that first game. And the second week against the Dolphins at home, he was struggling a lot because he was getting sacked. He was getting pressure. Listen, the Jets' line is not really good either. No, like we talk about really. the Giants' line, the Jets' line isn't good either. And I, I think said it's the same better thing. Better than the Giants' line, but it is. But it's not as good because even the Week Two game against the Dolphins, he was struggling a lot. He threw two interceptions and one touchdown. He's twenty-five, forty-one. And he, the thing is, the problem with Darnold is that he has an average, below average offensive line, and mm-hmm. also average receivers around him. There's no really number one option. Not even the running backs either. So he has to do everything on his own, basically. Like, Quinty Newman was great, but he ain't no A receiver. Like, Jermaine Curse, he's like a B receiver. He has a bunch of B and C receivers on his team mm-hmm. that to make plays. And and the problem is that they don't catch the ball, then they're going to blame him or he's made the throw or whatever. But also, if they catch it, they can't do anything explosive with it. So it's like, Darnold has to do everything on this Jets team to at least make them look relevant on offense. And you can't do that to a rookie quarterback who just came at in all. there. At all, like it's bad. You're asking too much. And 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 you knowing him in college, and this is what I heard from college from critics is that he tends to do too much out of nothing, which is bad. That's why you saw him throw two pictures against the Browns because he was forcing it, trying to make something happen or whatever, and he couldn't. And that's that's the problem, man. Like the Jets gotta figure this out on offense because they if they face tougher defenses like next week against the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be the same problem at home. It's the same thing. Like they're gonna have to figure this out. It's gonna be a problem. Um, Darnold has to figure this out, and I said the same thing. If he was on the Giants, we had the same problems too. Yeah, Cause, same thing. Because yeah, he's athletic; he could probably move around, or whatever. But he'll be running for his life mm-hmm. most of the time. If he was on the Giants. If he was on the Giants. Yeah, he could throw to Odell, he could throw to Shepard, he could throw to Jaquan Barkley and everything. Yeah, so I had no time though. No time in the pocket. Every quarterback needs time. I don't care how athletic you are. If you're Michael Vick or whatever, or Russell Wilson, you still need time. Russell Wilson is running for his life too. You show me one. You show me a one good quarterback who, anyone who's praised right now, who doesn't have time in the pocket to do his thing. At least five to ten seconds to, to get a ball off, which is like a lifetime. It's a lifetime. But Tom Brady, Tom Brady just sits back there chilling. He's never in any fear of getting sacked, and I don't understand how people don't get that. The line is very critical in football, offense and defense. If you control the line, you. Pretty much control the it's game. It's the game. Yeah. That's the game. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can have a lot of good receivers here, a lot of good receivers there, a lot of good running backs, but if you have a great line, that kind of masks a lot of things, a lot of bad things. So people don't understand that. They just think it's the quarterback that does everything, that he needs to make a play, pass it, run it, whatever, do everything. Just Like I said, just ask Russell Wilson because he's the same problem too in Seattle. They have no offensive line. He has to do everything. That's why he's doing awful. picks. It's awful. He's he's got they've got nothing to do. And that's why I was like, why couldn't just address the password situation too? Because yesterday Baker Mayfield had all the time in the world, and I I want Tyron Taylor to just stay in the game because I want to win. But <laughs> he was just so bad that he got injured that Baker Mayfield had to be in the game. And when I knew he was in the game, I'm like, he's not they're not gonna win this game. He's going to figure it out, and he's right. got all the time in the pocket. And the Jets have no pass rusher. That's why he was killing them in the passing game. It's just like I knew that was gonna happen. I just knew. Yeah, well. I can't I can't believe that though. And they lost yesterday and Darnold threw two picks, but Darnold faced a great another great defense, defense in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's too good, man. It's just I know it's the first two weeks or three weeks technically because yesterday was week three of the season. But it's just like it's so difficult 
to play in football if you don't have a line or weapons around you. I just don't get it, yeah. Glad I ain't watching. <laughs> I know you haven't watched Happy any of that. Happy for the highlights. That's but it. Darnold, man, oh my God. No, you, shout, you know. out, shout out to... Uh, Shout out to ESPN getting all my NFL ratings. Well, it's going be interesting this week and all that Carson Wentz is back, but the Giants got to find a way to win. And It's an interesting week three. I, I, I expect it to be a good good week because last week was kind of bad, but I don't know if Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Fitzpatrick will line it up again in week three, so we'll see. Um, let's talk about now basketball a bit because a lot of interesting stuff has been happening in basketball for a couple of days. Also, Westbrook got his surgery, so I don't know how that's going to affect OKC now moving forward. Cause like I don't really expect it to do too much of anything. Maybe he might miss the first time. few games. Though, yeah, but this is his third time, and look how he comes back every time. Like, As you know, basketball season is pretty much like next week, pretty much like mm-hmm. training camps and media and all that stuff's going to happen soon. So we're playing close to basketball season. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Butler mad has been the topic right mad now. At him. So the, mad at him. Because he opens his big mouth. Thinking he's LeBron James or Kevin Durant or whatever, saying, "Oh, I want the match between the Clippers and the Knicks and the Nets," because I'm tired of Carson Townsend and this bull, you know, youth, whatever mm-hmm. problems he has with him on the cam- on the court. And then some rumors saying that he slept with Carson Towns' girlfriend. I don't know if that's real or anything, but well, he did he did make a pass at Dwayne Wade's girlfriend, he, wife. Yeah, stop And D Wade like reacted as if Butler has a reputation for doing dirty things. Maybe so. he does. I would say I would say there may be some truth to that, just just because of how, just because of how Wade reacted, you know, because you figured a bunch of dudes can say something. I mean, Gary, you know, is good looking, great looking, beautiful, drop dead gorgeous woman. I'm yeah. not mad, but but you figure every guy in her DM, every guy on her page says something like that like damn good god oh man look yeah, at you. Obviously, oh, wow, yeah. wow. The, but he says it and Wade is like hey watch your mouth about my wife mm-hmm. like, before I got it and he played with him in Chicago so he knows yeah yeah he, he maybe he knows something we don't maybe Butler doesn't have any respect for boundaries yeah and I know the rumors are true about him sleeping with Carthony Town's girlfriend but if it is then yeah I think I understand why they want to trade him that definitely shouldn't be his girlfriend anymore if that happens I just can't believe that he wants to trade to the Knicks. Like, look, I think we've been on this All path before. All he had to do was sit still and chill out. Yeah, exactly. All he had to do was chill out. Now, Isn't that what Kyrie's doing? Kyrie ain't saying anything. Yeah, Kyrie's like, chilling. chilling. He's chilling. He's chilling. But he's not saying anything. The only and, and Butler says whoever he signs to, he'll sign an extension with. I don't believe that. Um, I think if he goes to the Nets, you think he's going to sign an extension with the Nets? Not, not if they're terrible. Unless you get Ka- Kawhi Leonard or somebody else. I don't know who's going. Yeah, no, nah, not, not if they're terrible. They do have room for two max contracts, though. So it will be him and it will be somebody else. Yeah, the Nets. Yeah. Yeah, but they suck otherwise. Like, yeah, they're still in the rebuilding even, even process. Even if they just got those two superstars, they'd still stink. Like, yeah. the rest of the team would stink. It'd just be playoff contenders. It won't be well, like let me just chance. say they're not better than the Knicks. Well, yeah. I mean, the Knicks right now, they're on the path to actually doing something special if everything goes right, right for them. But So... You're the Knicks GM. You're Perry. Who do you trade if you have to? For Jimmy Butler? Butler? Yeah, who do you trade? Tomorrow Junior is one. Okay. Joking no in some ways, hopefully. They wouldn't they wouldn't take him. But you know, the contracts will be aligned to the salary, I think it will work though. But I don't know. I mean does Tom Toad want Joking No on the team again? I wanna trade a pick though. I'm shrugging. I'm not, I'm not trading any picks. No, I trade somebody we got now. Unless it's a second be, round pick. I'd be like, I'd, I'm thinking of like Moutier. If they want Moutier. Probably, I'd probably try to get Moutier off. I'd probably try and get uh, Courtney Lee. Ah, yeah, I was thinking about it. Maybe we should just trade Courtney Lee and Tamari Jr. and uh, Joe Kino and then call it a day. No, hey, Courtney <laughs> Lee. What's the, uh, what's the white kid's name? I always forget his name. What, Luke? No, the point guard. Oh, Baker? Baker. Trade him, trade Baker. Trade Baker, trade Lee, trade Hardaway. Uh, who? Hardaway. I wouldn't trade Hardaway. I would trade Hardaway. Because I think him I think he's he still makes a real backcourt with uh with Trey. I think he's gonna be better this year. I hope so. I don't want him to be hot and cold like he was last season. I don't think I don't think that's gonna be, the to be case. like that anyway. I think he is what he is. He's a hot and cold player. That's I what think, he is. I think the coach will bring something else out. Like defense? Yeah. Yeah, because he's long enough to play good defense. I mean, sometimes the defense you have, you don't have it. I always I say think, that. Um, I think you trade. I think those are the people. Those are the pieces you look to trade. Those all these extra point guards we have, and I like Courtney Lee. 
I think Courtney Lee actually hasn't gotten a fair shake. Yeah, me neither, because I just feel like they just disrespect him. Because he can shoot. He can shoot. And he can defend. And defend. But he's like a he's like an older version of of, uh, Danny Green. of Butler. Oh, I was like Danny Green. He's like, a, he's like an older version of Butler with a better shot because he shoots better than Butler. But Butler can develop that shot under 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 Fizz. So, um, and if Butler shows up, Kyrie's showing up because they want to play together. Does that make him even championship contenders though, or just playoff contenders? No, that makes that makes you uh, that makes you definitely a playoff contender. Um, I think they need more time to gel before they become a championship contender. I don't think I don't think the combination of I'll okay, get, I'm gonna get the rent instead. Let's. Because if you get Durant, you you can only get Durant. But it's all I need. Why do I need Kyrie or Butler? Durant is I like would, I would want I would want, of both of them combined. I would want Kyrie on on the court with uh, Durant. Now that's a killer. That's a killer. Yeah, it's like Kyrie, a ball. Durant, like a ball, yeah. and and uh, Unicorn on the court at the same time. Then you had Kawhi on the Lakers next season. Yeah. Then you're gonna have a real battle then. But that that <laughs> wouldn't scare me if. If we had like those two, those three dudes on the front, but the Knicks are good and the Lakers are good. That's what the NBA wants anyway. When you have those two franchises good at the, the same NBA time, yeah. the ratings will go up. The and then you have just Irving against LeBron, like again, uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, I'll just be a rivalry again, like the Lakers and Knicks or something back in the day. But you have Irving and the Celtics now. This is a rivalry too. The same thing, Lakers and Celtics back back again at it. Yeah, but he's out of here after this season. I tell you what. If Kyrie makes it through this season without an injury, yeah, I would want him on the team. What if the Celtics make it to the finals, though? You think he'll still leave? Yes. What if they win the title? You think he'll still leave? Yeah. So he's just leaving regardless. Because somebody's got to go. They can't afford to pay him and pay everybody else. And they got a bunch of young pieces that they want to keep and develop. Yeah, a bunch of small forwards. And he's... um. They have a lot of small forwards. And he's, he's having issues... Um, He's having issues because he's looking injury prone. Now, Steph Curry originally looked injury prone, and he's managed to bounce back and, you know what I mean, not not miss a beat after that. He mm-hmm. had, like, a little injury, but he's fine. And everybody thought his ankles were made of tissue paper. You really need your ankles if you shoot. He, he bounced back just fine. So it's very possible that Kyrie could just, you know, have no problems after this. Same thing with Westbrook. Like, Westbrook got injured, came back, had amazing seasons. You know, two back-to-back crazy seasons. No problem, no harm, no foul. Three, actually, if I'm not mistaken. So it's very possible, but Kyrie, right now, he has, like, these injuries that he has to deal with, and the Celtics have a ton of young, athletic gunners. Like, they show they don't need They have a bunch of forwards. You have Jason Tatum and Gordon Haywood and and Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. They can trade a couple of those if they want to and get it and secure another dope point guard. Who's going to be the starting lineup, though? For the Celtics? This season. Now you got Gordon Haywood back. I have no idea. For me, I think it will be Kyrie, um, Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, Gordon Haywood, and then Hofer. That's just me. It's not a bad I'll go 3 4 lineup. It's not a bad pick. They're all long, yeah. tall, and no, tall. Defense, defensively, defense would be much fit. faster. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not. It's a small ball lineup, mm-hmm. but I think it's effective. But they're, no, they're fast and tough. And they go play defense and score. Hard nose. So, so that's that's not a bad. It's not a bad uh, lineup. You can't you can't bench Jason Tatum. I'm sorry. Yo. Like I know he will miss the season, but you can't bench him. He has to be in the starting lineup somehow. Same thing with Jalen Brown. They just bring something, and they're both together. Do starters even matter anymore? Does it even is that even really a thing? I think it is still a thing. You, you know, you're on the court for like two, three minutes, and then come off, and you started. Like, I mean, I think it's an ego thing, though. They want to play more than three minutes. You can pick up like two quick fouls and sit down. Is that, like, does it even really That's matter? That's true, especially in positionless basketball. No, it is, but yeah, it is when like uh, you know, Frank Frank just shot up to what do they say, six nine? Or six six. They say he got taller. Six six and a half or something like that. Yeah, he just shot. He grew up one like, inch and a half, yeah. which I told you was gonna happen. You did say that. I predicted that he was you gonna did, be. You one hundred percent. I'm telling you. He's I'm in the text you when I saw that. He's gonna be six eight when it's all said and done. When he's twenty one, he'll be like six seven, six eight. He'll be two hundred. He gained like fifteen pounds, right? So he probably be like two thirty or something, mm-hmm. a six eight or something. Be strong, ripped. All we gotta do now is make him aggressive. 
can he have that aggressive mentality? That's what I want to see him in this season. I want to see him in the practices and training camps and preseason too. Can he be aggressive? Can he attack the rim every time? Because I feel like he'd be very passive. Well, Frank, well, yeah. they, said, they said he's getting more like that. He was an offensive. I'm not going to lie. I agree with you 100%. He was an offensive liability. If you'd have talked to me last year about trading him this year for uh, Butler, for for Butler, I'd have, I'd have absolutely one hundred percent say do it. Matter of fact, I'm still not. You know, I like Frank, and he's the youth, which is the only reason why I'm kind of like don't trade him. But he also has potential, at least. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. His I, defense I see, is great. I see Kawhi Leonard level potential in him. I one hundred percent see. By the time he hits like twenty five. He's just going to be insane. All-star? Yeah. Like, uh, uh... What, like 20 and 10? 15 10? Like a perennial all-star. Triple threat? Triple-double threat type of player? Defense, offense. If he, you know, let's say he grows another inch or two. Could be like Andre Iguodala. Ends up like whatever. If he, if he got another, just one more inch and a half, right? 6'7". And put him at 6'7". And then the summer after that, Tixie. if he grows like an inch every summer, <laughs> that's crazy. He grows an inch every summer. <laughs> that's that's just ridiculous. But I think I I say, be like Ben Simmons. <laughs> I say he tops out somewhere around six eight. Um, I say he tops out somewhere around six seven, six seven six eight. I'll I'll say six eight is the ceiling. I think the ceiling is six eight for him. Yeah, I'll say six eight is the ceiling. An inch an inch shorter than LeBron. If he gets stronger, if he if he gains keep gaining muscle and everything. How tall is Kawhi? He's six seven. He's six seven. Mm-hmm. He just has big hands and he's very long. Yeah, it's so. like he's very built for basketball. He's built for playing defense on anybody, including mm-hmm. LeBron. I predict. I predict. I see. I see Kawhi level uh, potential with Frank, and um, he just needs more confidence in his offensive game. Yeah, that's what but he needs. Kawhi got that training with Kobe. Yeah, I also I saw Frank training Kobe training with Kobe a little bit too. Did he? Yeah. Oh well, man, that's that's a whole different thing. And I saw Kobe training him. with um, also Candace Parker like one video apparently like post up moves or something. That's interesting. But Kobe been training with a lot of people lately these past couple of days. He might be training with LeBron for all we know. But he know. should at least be giving him some pointers. Yeah, I'm, I'm being more aggressive in mentality and stuff. Probably <laughs> telling LeBron to be more aggressive and attack or whatever. Pass it out. Just, that Laker team is just so weird, though. Like, I don't even know how what they're going to be this season. Yeah, it's going to be strange. Like, are they going to be a contender like that? Just like that? Or are they going to struggle? You're always a contender. With, I mean, with, especially with Kuzma and... and um, they got to struggle. Nance. The, the first couple of games are going to struggle. They gotta, they gotta, I think the first 10 games are going to be like 5-5 five and five or something. And then from there, we're going to see if they can be like 20-10 and 10 or something from there. And then we'll see if they made that jump. But I don't know. It's just... If you don't have a bunch of shooters on a team, what what kind of team are you? Are you just gonna be a, just be passing everybody and not shoot threes dunking. well, and dunking I guess and fast breaking. Alley oops. That's all you can do. <laughs> just throw alley oops to Javale McGee and throw alley oops to LeBron and throw alley oops to Kyle Kuzma and and Brandon Ingram. Like they gotta shoot better at three or they gotta just make more dunks and stuff. Because the Lakers aren't gonna be like a three point shooting team. They might be a great defensive team. Maybe I can see that. But I don't know about their their threes. Like, you got to face teams that just shoot threes a lot, like Golden State and Houston and even OKC in some extent. And the San Antonio Spurs, like, they're still there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just a, so many teams in the West are going to be good still. Like, Portland's going to be good. Utah, no one's talking about Utah, but Utah, I feel like they're going to be in the top four this season with Don Mitchell now that he got another year in him and Rudy Gobert is there and... Now you drafted also that kid from Duke. It's not like they weren't the, killing things last year before all this happened. Yeah. They were uh, running neck. Who did they hand it to? Who did they sweep? They swept somebody. Utah? Yeah. No, they beat OKC like in five. It was in five? Yeah. Felt like a sweep. Was it five or two? I don't know. In six. Mama. In six, yeah. Felt like a sweep. <laughs> Felt like a sweep. Utah was just like. Yeah, dangerous. Carmelo wasn't even playing well. Nice in Houston now. So we'll see what he does. I know defensively they're going to take a step back. So, Houston's going to be interesting in the Western Conference. Uh, so much as Utah as well. East is just wide open. So, that's why I feel like the Knicks have an opportunity to make the Tulsa playoff that's contender. Why, why I feel like Butler probably wants to come. Because the East is wide open. Yeah. But you still got Kawhi Leonard in the East. You mm-hmm. still got 
Um, Celtics, they're, they're still there. You got Giannis, he's still there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> you almost Antetokounmpo. Yeah, there you go. It's, 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 it's no, because I saw a video. He's like, how you pronounce his last name? He's like, you put the D in it. So it's Antetokounmpo. See? It works. It works. I got it done. But he's, he's still, he might be the best player in the Eastern Conference on paper right now. And then you got Kawhi. Um, Anthony Davis. Well, in the West. Oh, yeah. The East, it'll be Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> and then Kawhi Leonard possibly second. You know, I second. won't kill you if you just say Giannis, right? I'll just say Giannis. I mean, I like saying his last name. I want to get it right, at least. But you got him and Kawhi in the East. Probably number one and two, and then you got Kyrie and other people, whatever, ranked in the Eastern Conference. So, it's going to be very competitive. But the Knicks got to understand this. Now they got David Fisdale, I want to see what he can do as a coach. Me too. In practice, in Me too. preseason, in adjustments, and all that stuff. Me too. He's hang out, he hanged out with them a lot mm-hmm. in the summer, including Porzingis, trying to get to know them and stuff like that, which is a good thing to do. So we gotta see what they can do on the court because I know they're gonna trade Joe Noah or they're gonna part ways with him. I don't think they can do the yeah, team anymore. To that out. But I want to see what he does with Frank. I want to see what he does with Tim Hardaway Jr. I want to see what he does with Porzingis when he comes back, and I want to see what Kevin Knox does too. We even talk about Kevin Knox. I wonder if he's gonna start. I think he's gonna start. <clears throat> I think he has to start at, at this point, and you know he's gotta earn the starting spot. But I feel like when he starts, mm-hmm. he might be a candidate for Rookie of the Year. I could truly see that. Can one hundred percent see that he might win it for all we know, because Jason Tatum last year he exploded. He was a rookie of the year candidate. I know Ben Simmons won it, but he was still in there, and Donovan Mitchell. So I can definitely see Kevin Knox try to be in the conversation too. If he averages like eighteen and eight or something in his rookie campaign, that's I think that's a good year right there for him. Yeah. He shoots yeah. like 50 percent possibly. Mm-hmm. Because he just attacks the basket a lot. He needs some rebounds in there. And he's skinny, but he's, he's got muscle now in the summer. Right. So he's definitely got to look Him and strong. Mitchell play good together. Yeah. Mitchell is going to need to get some Is he going to be playing, though? Say it again? Is he going to be playing well, Mitchell? I think he should come off the bench. Or is he still a project? I think he should come off the bench. I think he should come off the bench. Cantor's fine at center. Yeah. I think, But I think Mitchell, is, I think Mitchell should come off the bench and, and, you know, develop some more. But I, what I see of him looks great. The star, starting center? He was doing his thing in, in Summer League. I can see him being a starting center. And I think what I could see also in the future, if it goes right, is that Kevin Knox becomes number one option and Porzingis becomes number two. That's what I see. Because I feel like Kevin Knox could do more things. Than who? Than Porzingis. At no, least like on the can't court. Shoot. He can't shoot as well. At least not yet. But he Man. got these drives to the basket and be a playmaker in some ways. And yeah, but Kristaps Christophs has the shot now. His shot's only going to get better. But I think just also, if Kenoff's number one, it just takes pressure off for Zingas. It's going to be so forceful. That's 100% going to happen. Yeah. That's 100% going to happen. And then Kyrie shows up, whole different story. Yeah, of course. And he'll be number one option on paper. I, I, like, the, I like the idea of Kyrie, Butler, Cantor, Kristaps. I say you don't get Butler, you just get Kyrie. Then you have Kyrie and Frank in the lineup. Because you need defense anyway. That's fine. Cover, cover Kyrie and whatever. That's fine. And you have Knox and you have Porzingis and you have Mitchell in some ways, I guess. It'd be well, no, because then good. then you got you got Cantor. If and he then, stays, you know, though, you he'll stay. Know. If that if that dude shows up, he'll stay. We get any contender, he's staying. Yeah. And um, you get because then now the bench becomes, uh, ooh, that's ugly. Because now you got um, Trey playing with Hardaway, mm-hmm. um, Mitchell coming off the bench. Uh, so you need somebody at forward. That Mario kid. Oh yeah, they picked him up. He might, yeah, he might. He's a forward. He might come off the bench though. He's a forward. Burke might come off the bench. Burke. Yeah, Burke. If 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 Hardaway is starting, then yes, Burke's off the bench. And let Frank grow one more inch, and all of a sudden he's playing small forward. That'd be crazy if they small forward. He's playing. He's playing. Then you got Burke and Tarway and Frank in the lineup. Frank playing small. He can play small forward right now. Yeah, he's six, six something. Six six. He can. He can. Def- I'm telling you, one more inch, and he's six, all seven. of a sudden he looks like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I think they'll go six eight. So I, I, 
I'm not gonna doubt you anymore. You're <laughs> the one who said he was gonna. Cause he's 18. I'm like, you, you, he's still growing right here. I think they grow a little bit more inches and stuff. Same thing with Kevin Knox. He might keep continue to grow too. He might be seven feet when it's all said and done. Which would be insane. And he's seven foot. And he's dribbling like if Durant he, and stuff. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's a point forward. Like Durant. Oh my god. That's that's insane. Dude. I feel like people say LeBron's changing the game. I feel like Durant's changing the game, and also Curry in some ways too, because. Everybody, you have all these long and freakishly athletic people on the court now, like Giannis and Durant and even Porzingis in some ways, and Davis, and these guys can dribble and stuff. I think Durant's like the one that really changed the game. Well, ways. Durant changed and showed what that showed what that body type could do. Because before this, he would have just been a center. That's true. And you recall it. How tall is he? Six. Well, they say he's six. 10 or 11 foot. I think yeah. he's 7 foot. I think he's like 7. But his wingspan is definitely that of it's a 7 long, foot. Yeah. So before this, they'd just been putting him in center. That's always been LeBron's matchup too, Durant. He always mm-hmm. says that he's always the one that would match up to him. Like, they, yeah, yeah, LeBron's stronger, but Durant is long and can shoot over people. And he's not. a touch, yeah. Yeah. So that that wouldn't be a... Um, back in the day, he would have been a center. Durant would have been playing power forward at least, but probably center. Yeah, right? but he destroy people, man. Say it again? I think if he was playing back in the 90s, I think he would just shoot over Pippen and Jordan easily. Eh, if he's playing center, his game wouldn't even develop that way. Well, that's He wouldn't too. develop a shot. It, that's, that's what I'm saying. Times change. The methods change. We're talking about people who change the game. My vote for that is um, Curry. Yeah, he's changed the game. I think Curry and the Warriors in general just revolutionized basketball. The three-point shot. The th- leaning on the three point shot. But I feel like so that Tony was like the beginning of that. Yeah. And then they came along. Yeah, but other you, people. Th- yeah, but came. it's 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 D'Antoni wasn't stressing passing the way he did. That is true. It was like seven seconds or less. How many passes can you get off in seven seconds? Two or three. That's what I'm saying. The Warriors will pass all day and everybody on the court is capable of a shot. So they revolutionized basketball in the sense that ISO became irrelevant. If you're an ISO score, like for in a lot of ways, this is gonna sound messed up, but in a lot of ways, Melo owes a lot of his misery to the success of the Golden State Warriors because he made his living being an ISO scorer. Remember, we used to make fun. People used to make fun, not me specifically, but people used to kind of clown LeBron because he was always pass first, mm-hmm. and they used to say he's more like Magic Johnson than Michael Jordan, and they had a point. But Magic was a point guard, a 6'9 point guard. Magic's thing was passing the ball. Now LeBron is like known as this pass-first guy, which, you know, we made fun of him because we came from the, the era before that was all ISO scorers. Mm-hmm. Kobe could score on anyone. Michael could score on anyone. All the great people that we looked up to were ISO. Iverson could score on anyone. Like, all these people were isolation players. And out of nowhere, the concept of team ball just annihilated the need and the concept for a guy who could go one-on-one and get a shot and get a basket whenever you felt like Yeah, that game is dead. Yeah. and Unless you have, like, a seven-footer that can post up and stuff, then maybe you can kind of... Not even that. then. Like, who even uses a big man like that anymore? Joel Embiid is pretty much the only one. And he doesn't really have a shot shot like that. You think what I mean? Like, so... All other big men are shooting. Everybody who's center-sized can shoot. Boogie can shoot. Davis can shoot. Giannis can shoot. Kristaps uh, uh, can shoot. Like, all these tall dudes who are naturally bodied centers are shooting from behind the three-point line and sinking it or passing or, or kick, kick and dish. Like, they're doing all these things that never happened. So Carmelo is sitting here <laughs> who spent, like, his whole career developing this, this Charles Barkley kind of ISO scoring machine game mm-hmm. and became great at it became great at it yeah and all of a sudden in the last four years his skill set is kind of like eh, we really don't need one of you we need a guy who passes 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 and plays defense and can get off a shot in seconds we don't really need you and people see Melo as an iso scorer and people see iso scorers as uh outdated that's true so Melo's kind of messed up like and it's, it's really just him because everybody else has been able to develop and kind of, you know what I mean, do yeah. their thing. He's been the only guy who's like a weapon. Like, it's just an offensive weapon. You just bring out and he just lights it up. But now that 
team ball is a thing and he's kind of, you know, suspect on defense, mm-hmm. team ball kind of gets the best of him every time. He gets exposed. Yeah. Really badly. Which is foul because it doesn't make him any less of what he was. It's just the error changed on him literally. It's like if you if you spent your whole career buying muscle cars and then all of a sudden every car had to be electronic and you still got a gas guzzler. It's not like you did anything wrong. It's just that now all of a sudden, just that quick, the error changed without you in it. And your skill set is no longer necessary for it. And that can go with anything. But I think Melo owes a lot of his like perceived under like the undervaluing of him mm-hmm. can be blamed directly on on um, Golden State success and team ball success because Melo nobody would think about putting Melo on Golden State. No, that don't even sound right. Draymond Green, take out Draymond Green, put on Melo. That that don't even uh, sound right. You, sense, you yeah. wouldn't even want that because he can't play defense and he's not pass first. But no one thought the Marcus Cousins would be on Golden State either. I mean that's just insane. Yeah, he 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 pulled off that Listen, trick man, without. You when you try to play that team in two K, it's not fair, man. It really is not fair. Like you could foul out like one star player on the team and you'll still lose. You got cousins and Green and uh, Curry and Thompson and Durant and you can still lose. You can you can mm-hmm. foul out Green and you still lose because they got all that star power still, and they're making shots and everything. Right. Like it's just not fair, man. That team is just so loaded right now, that starting lineup when they're healthy. Like, what the heck? What are you supposed to do? You can't stop. If you, you can't stop. If you stop Cousins, well, then Thompson or Durant may go off or Curry. Or if you stop two of them, then two of the other ones will go off. Or you stop three, then the other two will go off. Like, what's the difference? only thing that bothers me I think now they're is... all going to be cold at the same time. I mean, I don't, that would be rare as hell if they're all yeah, cold at the same who, time. Who, but who's calling that? Who's seeing that? Happen? I don't think they're all going to be cold at the same time. I would be like the rarest thing in the season if all of them are just cold. Like, I don't see that happening at all. One of them yeah, is somebody's going to pull it together. And then as soon as somebody catches fire on offense, everybody else is just going to lock it on defense. And just let him score the next Just like in the finals. Yeah. Like, every, like Curry and Thompson were cold and Green didn't do much and Durant just went off. And they mm-hmm. still, and the, the Cleveland still lost. And everybody just locked down the defense and just kept everybody tucked it's in. It's not fair, yo. And there was no Kyrie Irving to pull it together. I think even Kyrie just double lost, though. Because I laugh at Cleveland's like, oh, we had Kyrie. We'll be up three. You, you got Kyrie last season, you lost. Well, I don't get that. <laughs> you have last finals and you still lost by five. That made no sense. I'm like, why would Cleveland players say that? Saying, oh, we had Kyrie. We'll they be really three. feel like that. Kyrie was a real difference maker. He was, uh, if he really was, why you guys lost five last finals then? A lot of people a lot of people feel like Kyrie was the closer for those games. Yeah, but what if he didn't even last in the season? What if he got injured? And remember, he was dealing with a knee injury. He could have done surgery and he could have been out for the season anyway. Yeah, true. So it's been the same problem. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not doubting you. I, I hear exactly where you're coming from. I like, actually agree with you. Now Cleveland's a bust now. You all Kevin Love. And Kevin Love it. is now your franchise player. And that's it. After y'all shitted on him all these times. Uh-huh. Made it his fault and everything was his fault. Well, it's going to be his fault now, even when they, when he, when he lose now. Oh, yeah. it's his fault. He got 25 and 10 and he still lose. Oh, it's his fault, though, because he lost. Yeah, it's Devin. Is J.R. Smith still on? Yeah, he's on the team. I don't know. I don't know how long he's gonna be in the league. To be honest, he might, this might be his last season. How old is he? He's like 30, 30, 30, Still young. Four. Maybe. Still young. Yeah, but he's so bad now. Like he could even shoot well in the finals. He could even shoot well in the playoffs. Like that's pretty bad. He's streaky. I mean, five points a game is really bad. Whenever J.R. Smith starts shooting bad. I just know that he found a nice club that he really likes <laughs> in that city, in whatever city it is. When and whenever he plays bad, it's like okay, he Especially found the man city. weird though. Like he makes shots in people's faces, but when he's open, he misses. This man weird. Pressure shooter. What, what? So you need somebody in your face to make a shot? I was watching the highlights of him the other day when um, Prigioni threw him that uh, alley oop. Yeah. And he slammed it over his head like yeah. he alley oop. He caught it, wasn't looking at the basket, and slammed it over his head. I was looking at a bunch of J.R. Smith highlights, and most of them came from out of New York when on that Knicks squad. Yeah, because he was good. At least. When he was just banging his six man a year. Yeah, like him and Shumpert. And yeah, when they were when Shumpert was actually decent. Now he oh, sucks. Oh God, he just hurt my feelings. I shouldn't have thought that up. I just made myself. Shumpert's so bad right now. He's in the Kings. I just made myself sad. For how long? I don't know. Bison Jones in the Suns. That roster, like, all... Novak retired. You know, it's funny, Felton's still, Felton's still playing with... Well, actually, he was playing with Melo last season. Mm-hmm. But he's in OKC now. 
He's playing point. good in OKC too. Yeah, off the bench. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he can't start over Russell Westbrook. He can't even start over Dennis Schroeder. He, but he actually plays like really, really good on their team. Because they have their shooter now off the bench. I didn't know that. So they have more depth on OKC, which is yeah, good. I've always liked Felton. Felton, when he used to hook up with Tyson Chandler, was everything. We used to hook up with Stalmar when he was everything. Oh God, that was. He could have been an All Star that season, but he that wasn't. Was beastly. Yeah. Oh, Stoudemire. Let's not even talk about him. When he was in his prime, like, that like nine consecutive 30 points or more streak he was on, where he was just bodying everybody. It's the good old days in New York City. Right before he went to pot, he had that one last year, and then everything else just started falling apart after that. Yeah, his body couldn't handle it anymore. The good old days in New York City, huh? Well, hopefully we'll see good things happen in New York, because right now football is... Baseball is ugh. Yeah. the Mets are like out, oh, and the Yankees they got to figure out something. Basketball, the huh? The Mets are out. Yeah, they're out. They started. Off They've so been good. out anyway. They've been out. Like they just been bad. And then the Knicks and that, they're like that young teams. So I feel like everybody's young in New York, other than the Giants. How's hockey? They're actually young too. Like the Rangers and the um, Islanders, like there. Everybody's trying to be young now in New York, but the problem because the Giants want, aren't. Because you want to reset. But the Giants aren't. They're not they're, resetting. They're just not young they're in just the place like, that they really need to be. They're just like, the, well, Eli. You know what? They're that young. They're, inex- they're they're not necessarily young. They're inexperienced. They got a bunch of new guys on the line. They just haven't gelled. Yeah, they got to gel. I don't know what the coach. I don't know who to blame for that. But I, I'm sick of blaming Eli for stuff that he has no control of. They got to gel quickly, though. Again? They gotta jump quickly that line for the Giants. So it's gonna be a long season for Eli, be on again, the floor again. like ten times a game or something like that. I mean, he might be like, "Look, I'm retiring." He, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he does that. Really, yeah, like, he's I'm, like, "Yeah, I'm done. Yo, I can't I'm do this. Finished. I can't. You guys, you did what? Nothing. Oh, forget. and the thing is, if you retire, you got no quarterback. Who's your quarterback? Yeah. Unless you sign Colin Kaepernick or something, you got no quarterback. Yeah, Eli that, should Eli should retire after like the game six. If he gets getting sacked, yeah, I'm done. You're like no, no, nobody else is gonna want me. You made me look terrible. I'm just gonna take the money that I have and call it a career. I got two Super Bowl rings. I'm Super Bowl MVP. I'm probably gonna get in the Hall of Fame eventually, but uh, maybe not first ballot. But the more I stay here, the more you're messing up my Hall of Fame injury anyway. He just sounds so sad, Eli, though, in his press conferences. You can tell when he's hey, talking. Man, he's like, looks oh, depressed. Oh, my guys, you know, we got to keep playing hard, and we got to do this and that. And, he you looks know, depressed. That's what he sounds like in the press conferences, and then he's all sad and deep inside. He's like, come on, guys, can you protect me for the love of God? <laughs> Speaking please. of press conferences. Because if I were quarterback, I'm like, please, guys, just hang in there for just two more seconds. Just, come on. Just give me six seconds in the pocket. Just please. give me a little bit of time. I can, can I find somebody open. Something without landing on the back of my head every time I get the ball in my hands. Can you Cause, please Because I'm like, out? if I get touchdowns because of you guys, I'll take you guys out to eat and everything. Just please protect every me. Every night. Every yeah, night. Just please I protect me. I'll spend 100000 a night. Please don't let me walk out of this game with some concussion protocol. A lot of quarterbacks probably do that. They take their line out to dinner and they can play. I would. Well, they're, like, yeah. they're like 12 personal bodyguards. Yeah, but yeah, listen, I need you to protect me and everything. So. How many dudes are on the offensive line? I said 12. That's not true, right? Uh, well, eight? if you count the bench and everybody, it'll be like 12, yeah. But, no, I but mean like just the starters. Starters like four or five, depending on what formation you guys, they do. Yeah, they so, like, um, man. Because you could put in tight ends, too. They could block somehow and running back. So. I will spend... Ten thousand dollars at dinner. Yeah, I would probably do the same thing. Please, please. I just need you guys to eat a lot of food so you get that muscle. Yeah, like you know, block for me, you'll be fine. No fish, no fish. A lot of meat. Yeah, a lot of meat, a lot of carbs or anything. You guys get iron. I need you huge. (laughs) No fish. Uh Eat a lot of bananas. To be long. To be long. Season for the Giants. We'll figure this out. Speaking of press conferences, I just got finished watching the Khabib. And Conor McGregor press conference. That. It's terrible. <laughs> wow. First of all, I didn't realize Conor cursed <coughs> that much. He curses a lot. And he doesn't, he, he curses with an accent. So yeah, it's I know. Funnier than scary. Because <laughs> it's not F U C K when he does it, it's F O O K. He's just trying to get the you know get the hype up for the matches and trying to get which, more money for UFC which is a bad which is a good idea but it's happening terrible because mm-hmm. Khabib is not a guy he doesn't have a very firm grasp on the English language yeah that's not good that's what so I'm saying like, he's like oh, doing his best no. to keep up yeah, and like yeah. some things he just doesn't understand because Connor's not really talking slow 
And if you don't have a great grasp on the English language in the first place, then keeping up with Connor is like really not helping mm-hmm. you at all. Connor's sitting there promoting his whiskey, he's like talking smack, he's got his feet up on the table. That's not good. But what what gets me is that for some reason they did not let any fans in the press conference. So when Connor walked out, it was super quiet. Like not even like not even claps. It was just like him just kind of walking out to stone silence. No cheers, no nothing. Same thing with Khabib. It was just but I was really surprised when Connor came out. I was like, wow. Where is everybody? Then the first question they asked Connor is uh, something along the lines of, I know you and uh, such and such were talking to the UFC about profit sharing and marketing sharing. How's that work? And he cut him off and said, if I'd have had my way, the Hawking fans would be in attendance. Where are the fans? We do this for the fans. Where are the Hawking fans? There's no other. What kind of shite is this? There's no fans. No fucking fans. <laughs> I just, I was cracking up laughing. Oh my goodness! It made perfect sense. And then, I bumped into Khabib last night. Oh, you did? Around around one something in the morning. Mm-hmm. He was in Times Square. Him and like two, maybe like four or five of his guys. Yeah. Five of them all together. So like him and four friends, drinking Starbucks and just walking through Times Square. And I stopped him and made a point to take a picture with him. I said, I was like, Khabib. And he goes, yeah. I said, man, get over here. I'm taking a picture. And he said, no, you come here. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And I walked over to him, took a picture. Nice guy. You know, chopped it up a little bit. That's cool. I was like, you're not scared, right? You know, don't don't be scared. Because if you're scared, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, I'm not scared. I'm not, I'm not afraid of him. He he talks. Oh, so he knows. Yeah, yeah okay, he good. Like, yeah. He, he, he was like, I'd only, I, you can only be, a, what do you say? You can only be afraid of his talk. His talk is just words. I'm not afraid of the man. I, he doesn't, he, I'm not scared. And I was like, okay, good. If you're scared, you're going to lose. He was like, I'm going to win. I'm, I'm coming in there to win. He doesn't, he doesn't stand a chance. Interesting. And during the press conference, somebody asked something about Floyd Mayweather. Oh, my gosh. And funny enough, Khabib jumps in and goes, I am the Floyd Mayweather of MMA. Of wow. UFC. Wow. I was like, holy crap. So he's dodging a, a lot statement. of kicks and grappling and wrestling moves. He's dodge a lot of that. Is that what we're going to see? Well, he's Floyd Mayweather in the, in the point that he's never been defeated, whereas Conor has a loss. That's true. Conor got beat up by Nate Diaz. He got beat up by Floyd Mayweather in boxing. Yeah. Connor, Connor knows what it is to lose, but Connor knows what it is to lose on both sides. Khabib has no idea what losing looks like. He's just going in there to fight, and he's 26-0. and 0. That's a big deal. 26 fights and no losses? That's a big mm-hmm. deal. So, yeah, that's happening. Tyron Tyron Woodley defended his belt and beat the crap out of uh, Darren Till, who's also like a, an Englishman. Beat him up. He was undefeated, like, running through the middleweight division. He runs into Tyron Woodley. Everybody thinks Tyron's, like, soft. He can't finish fights. Tyron catches him coming in with a right hand, drops him, and then just grounds and pounds him to the... And then puts him in a darts choke and finishes the fight. Like, he literally just beat him up all over the place. This round two. Just beat him up. Put him on the ground, beat him up, beat him up, beat him up, elbow, 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 beat him up, beat him up, beat him up, beat him up. Then he started wrestling with him, put it, put him in a darts choke and made him tap. No belt for you. And that was his first professional loss. Wow. John Bones has been reinstated. As of uh, November, he'll be able to fight again. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at his first fight sometime in 2019, but early in 2019. Um... I, I think, think it's going to be interesting the, early 2019. A lot of good things are happening in 2019. Yeah, the new Avengers movie. You saw Captain Marvel trailer? What, that's 2019 too, right? Yeah. Is that before or after Avengers? Before. Before Avengers, yeah, good. Yeah, it builds up to it. Yeah, I saw that trailer. Uh, Daredevil's coming out this next month. The actually. new season of Daredevil? It's coming. Fantastic. You saw a poster came out yesterday on uh, Marvel Instagram. If you check it out. Check it out for the show if anything. Yeah, I'm going to have to go look at that. I saw the first six already because I had advanced episodes to it. So when you guys watch it, you're going to be very, very shocked of what the heck is happening to this man's life. Oh. 
It's falling apart, yo. It's crazy, though. Well, it was kind of falling apart <laughs> last season, too. It was, but, like, it's based on comic books, Daredevil Born Again, so it's, like, a lot of things of Well, yeah, crazy I, stuff I remember happened. those comic books. He was... A lot was, of crazy things that happened to us. Like, it, they just messed him up. Like, his life and everything is pretty bad. So, and this going on that path when I saw the first six, it was crazy. Yeah, Lex, uh, Electra dying kind of, like... Messed him up. Yeah, bad. A lot. But yeah, Daredevil came out. I saw Iron Fist. I actually saw it before it came out. I've been watching a few episodes of that. He actually looks like a martial artist. He <laughs> looks better, right? Uh, it yeah. looks better than season one. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I always say. It's better than season one. I don't know about the other shows. It's better than season one. Yeah. So it's like whatever. Definitely. I watched all of Luke Cage season two. I was just shocked at the end that he actually got the... Don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Oh, come on. At this point, you guys got to see it. Come on. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. You know what? You're right, right. Like, yeah. I'm just shocked that he got... That he got the club? Yeah. Like, that's, I was, that's is that part of the comic books? No, not really. He's, <coughs> he's like a crime boss now. He's like a crime boss that doesn't commit crime. Yeah, that's just weird. So what's he going to do? I don't know. We'll find out in season three. Well, at least now he doesn't need a job. <laughs> yeah, he's actually rich and good and kind yeah, of like, has his own place now. And the a club home. is bringing in money. Yeah. At least now he has a place to fight criminals from, as opposed to the barbershop. He's got people that he can trust, I guess. Yeah, so. well, not really. Yeah, but kind. Of, I mean, kind of because there's nobody else around. Yeah. The only chick who was giving him problems is out of here. So. Yeah. So, well, also her daughter's still the one kind of lurking around now from yeah, Mariah's daughter. So we want to see what happens with that. Like bootleg poison ivy. Yeah. So we don't know what's gonna happen with that. But who's gonna be the enemy in season three? That's what I want to know. Because Bushmaster left. Yeah. Bushmaster left. <laughs> they call me Bushmaster. Oh my god. The worst yeah. Jamaican accent ever. It's just they only fought like every time in that show. It's just crazy though. But it was a good show. I like it a lot. Waiting for Jessica Jones to drop her new season. What, season two? It came out already. No, it's season three. Oh, season three. Oh, yeah. That's coming out probably next year or the year from now. I don't know. Yeah, I'm season three. Daredevil, she's got a good poster, so I want to see how season three. I mean, it's just crazy stuff happening in season three. I don't think they're making another Defenders season, but I hope they do some way. Somehow they all connect again, the four of them. Mm-hmm. And they all make improvements, I guess. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage got his own thing. And Iron Fist is, I'm not going to say, because you can see it. <laughs> but with some interesting I've watched, stuff. I've watched a couple of episodes. Just stuck at Iron the Fist. end, though. Just stuck at the end. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to see what's up. I'm gonna watch. <clears throat> interesting at the end, though. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, so you saw what episode you up to in Iron Fist, though? I don't remember. I, I don't remember. It's like two part, or three. I'm not far in. Oh, yeah, far. Okay, so you're probably not the part where he got in, like, okay, you're not at the part yet. All right. Yeah, I'm not but, far in. But it gets interesting, though. It's kind of like a revenge type of season, really. That's what it is, really. Like, because it's, it's like every Marvel is always jealousy, you know, like the best friend and the friend. Wait a minute. Is, is Avengers this year? That's next year. Avengers is 2020? No, no, I mean... 2019, the last one. The yeah, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. Uh, that's what I mean. So, yeah. so Captain Marvel and Avengers are both next year. Mar- Captain Marvel was before Avengers. Right. Before no, but that's fine. But Avengers yeah, next year yeah. is coming out next year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, that's what I meant when I said this year. I yeah. mean Like you know, next. Mm-hmm. So it's the same. Those are both happening the same year. Good. So I don't have to wait two years apart. <laughs> and, you know, there's a theory right. saying that Galactus may be the next villain after Thanos. Yeah, I'd like he, to see how he may long. be stuck in the power stone, and then you know, I'd like power to see. I'd, like, off I'd be interested to see how long they can keep this going with yeah. all the characters and everything. I hope I know. I want to see. I think if it's Galactus, they'll be an interesting villain, though. They do Galactus. No, listen, the storylines I don't have a problem with. I'm just wondering how long the characters are going to hang out. Well, Captain Marvel's going to be there for a while, it looks like. Right. And but Black let's, Panther let's, and let's keep people. let's let the but that's what I'm saying. Let's keep the party going. I'm I'm happy with everybody's character choice. You need to do some crazy stuff like Black Panther and Captain Marvel a couple or something. I'd I'd be more interested if they were to finally the MC M, M X Men. But yes, if they finally if so they Storm took it from Black, Fox, so got Storm Black Panther. So you get, yeah. Right. If they t- I'd just be happy to see what they did with it because I think they'd make it dope. Well, they messed it up with Apocalypse. You know it was okay the movie it wasn't great but it was okay yeah but that was that was Fox I don't care what Fox the only good parts of that movie was Quicksilver scene and like I guess when he was inside I can't believe that Quicksilver is dead well in this one yeah and then the X-Men yeah and then the X-Men 
um, Scarlet Witch was the one who died. Yeah, it's like they did the opposite. They did the opposite, basically. It's it was ridiculous. Like, like I, I keep expecting Quicksilver to come back because he didn't look mortally wounded. He just looked like you know really bad. And Dark Phoenix. Then we get the Dark Phoenix movie too. I'm not. I'm not really interested in that. If Fox is doing it, I don't care. It has to be good. At least decent. I don't they? care. If I'm telling you right now, if they do it, I don't care. I've given up on that whole franchise. The only the only dude they have over there that I'm interested in watching now is Deadpool. Hit me when Deadpool three comes out. What about the first two X Men movies though? Like, it would, they would, it's chips. No, even, first even, class and Days of Future Past. I wasn't here for that. I wasn't here for that because every no character is exactly what they're supposed to be. They find a way to mess up slightly every character. You know, like Magneto and Professor X. Great choices. I mean, Great I thought they were good. Yeah, I thought they no, were no, good no. actors. Yeah. Great choices. Fantastic. At least the young choices. versions. Yeah. But I it it like I said it irks me. You know what I mean? The the the, the whole way that they just mess things like up Mystique. and convolute the storylines and turn them into something else. Mystique don't look like that. Like, why, is she, <laughs> why is she naked? Where's her clothes? Like she used to have clothes. Why, how come Storm can't? Was just... she always friends with Professor X, or is that just some alternate no, universe? No, that's some, yeah. that's oh, some okay. like, yeah, that's ridiculous same. stuff. Like they didn't know each other like that. Like uh. are you kidding me? Where where's the where's the tie in between Rogue and Nightcrawler? The yeah. fact that Mystique is their mother. Like, where's that? Yeah, because Nightcrawler was apparently, you know, in the apocalypse. He just came out of nowhere in that movie. Yeah, like, they don't even... And like, Scott and you, was you weird. You can develop... You can de- and all the characters are the wrong ages. <laughs> Scott, Jean Grey, Iceman, Angel, and Beast are all supposed to be around the same age. Yeah, they Beast all is older, started, but Beast is older yeah, than Yeah, Beast now. is, like, older than all of them. And Havoc died. And, and <laughs> I don't know why Havoc died in the apocalypse. That's what kind of messed me up. I'm like... Yeah, Quicksilver saved everybody, but Havoc died in the whole process. And then, you know, Scott was, like, all, you know, upset and everything. It's corny. It was pretty it's corny. Weird. Like, did they even did they even talk about the fact that they were brothers? They did talk about they were brothers. Scott and And Havoc. that their powers don't work on each other? Oh, they didn't talk about that, no. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know that, actually. Scott can actually take those blasts from Havoc full, full strength and not be affected. And the same thing with the eye blast from, from Cyclops to Havoc. What their powers do to each other is charge each other up and that's make each cool. other stronger. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Actually. Yeah, and like if do, one of them, if one of them is, if one of them is taking the L, the other one can blast them, and he'll like charge him up. It makes him stronger. The thing I like about Apocalypse too was that I feel like Apocalypse is like a guy who just upgrades people. Like he just like, oh, you know, you're doing this. Oh, I got you. I'm upgrade you. Setting is like a costume designer. Like what the, he's like doing. It's like a scene in the movie. He's like costume designing and stuff. Like what is he doing it's all that? It's terrible. It's terrible. Like they just do too much. It's just terrible. And then Professor X and stuff. They go out of their way to just mind. mess the characters up. It's and like it because was... there's no real character development. Yeah. The way there has been in Avengers, mm-hmm. every movie starts off with developing the character. And yes, I get it. It's difficult because the X-Men are a group and you have to develop all their characters at the same time. Whereas Captain America gets to develop on his own. Iron Man gets to develop on his own. Hulk gets to develop on his own. Thor gets to develop on his own. There's like proper background for everybody who... Black Panther got a chance to develop on his own. We, We got to see his development start in Captain America. And the only thing I didn't like though either was like an apocalypse... I kind of knew what the ending was going to be anyway. Oh, Gene was going to beat, beat Apocalypse. Like, we kind of yeah. saw it coming when he's like, oh, I guess I can Dark Phoenix, whatever, and sign me, whatever. And I knew what was gonna, how it was going to happen. And then he's like, oh, all is revealed, whatever. Well, we all know that was going to be in the, the next movie anyway. Like, right. the, about the Phoenix thing and stuff. Like, it was too obvious. And then it felt like a threat, like, they were going to lose against him because they had her on the team. Cornball. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Moving on. Yeah, I don't know why we got to we've, we've, <laughs> we've had a great conversation about football. We covered baseball. We covered basketball. We covered mixed martial arts. We covered Marvel movies. What mm-hmm. else do you need in your life? No, that's about it for today's show, bro. You no. feeling all right, man? No, I don't think I'm going to call out next week. No, like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You're trying to look crazy. You sit here trying to catch your breath. What is this? I'm just trying. I'm trying to... I'm fine now. I'm fine. I'm good. All right, let's get out of here before you fall. No, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just like I'm actually almost close to 100. Just something in my throat a little bit, but I'm fine now. So you can follow me at Morinus10. I'm over at Mr. Meg. This is all these stuff on SoundCloud, iTunes, and we keep getting clicks and start writing reviews and anything. So see you next week. Peace.